0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Tuesday, October 11th, I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about how velocity of money tends to decline in highly indebted economies. It can create gridlock. The UK is one of those places currently that has tried to use deficit financing to re-stimulate economic growth. Instead, all they got was burnt toast, and you can't unburn toast once it's burnt. Let's step through a chronology of what's happened in the past two weeks and break down why it could have a cascade effect into the global financial markets. The UK has suffered a number of significant economic shocks. It started with Brexit and the flight of European headquarters to other parts of continental Europe. Then came the pandemic, then supply chain disruptions, followed by worker shortages, food shortages, and now an energy shortage. It's clear that despite very high price inflation, the UK is in economic contraction. Normally, in a recession, the government wants to stimulate economic growth. But wait a minute. Stimulative policies can be inflationary, and they already have too high inflation. Well, the government of Liz Truss proposed a series of stimulative tax cuts on the 23rd of September, after the financial markets reacted negatively to the announcement, resulting in a drop in the value of the British pound and an increase in the yield on the sovereign debt called the GILT. The finance minister doubled down on the announcement, And the Prime Minister went on national TV over the weekend to say the government would not change course on the tax cuts. Well, their 180 degree about phase came the very next day. The volatility in the bond market is truly unprecedented in the UK. And I would say it's on par with the volatility we saw in the US back in 2008. Turns out that the public pensions in the UK have a unique set of rules that are designed to maintain stability and focus on the long-term health of the pension fund. They use a mechanism called a liability-driven investment. Almost every pension in the UK works very hard in order to match assets and liabilities. If they don't match, then they need to sell assets in order to bring everything back into balance. Many of the pensions put about 25% of their assets in matching assets, which are often long-duration government bonds, and the other 75% in low-volatility growth assets. They then put an overlay on top of the matching portfolio, which creates leverage. This was particularly important in a low interest rate environment when the yield in the fund was very low because they couldn't rely on interest-bearing instruments to meet the actuarial needs of their pension fund. In an orderly market, the fund managers are generally able to keep assets and liabilities in balance. But when rates go up quickly, the underlying collateral drops in value, which causes margin calls to cover the drop in collateral. Let's look at an example. Let's imagine you start with $100 in assets. Interest rates are low, so the pension fund borrows some money on top of that $100 to invest while pledging their 25-year gilt bonds as collateral. Then interest rates go up from, say, 0% to 4%. The only assets the pension fund has available to raise cash are those gilts that they hold in their matching portfolio, so they start selling those. In a rising rate environment, the value of the assets fall. Now, generally speaking, in a rising rate environment, the liabilities actually decrease a little bit because in a higher interest rate environment, you're generating more income and you're better able to meet your future obligations. So generally speaking, in terms of the long-term health of the pension fund, higher interest rates are a good thing. But this scheme of keeping things in balance works in a high-yield environment. It also works in a low-yield environment. It just doesn't work in an environment of very rapidly increasing interest rates, which is what we have right now. In the case of a very sharp interest rate move or high volatility, the funds need to cover any loss in collateral that they use to leverage their funds that are in their matching account. This has already resulted in interventions from the Bank of England, and they tried again on Monday of this week to restrain rising long-term bond yields, but they failed the Bank of England has been buying long-term bonds to counteract a furious sell-off made worse by the pension funds rushing to sell assets in order to raise cash for collateral. Monday, the central bank said it would raise its daily ceiling on bond purchases and accept more kinds of assets from banks as collateral. Well, that didn't work. The yield on the UK's 30-year gilt ended the day in London near 4.7%. That's up pretty sharply seems the market is ignoring any attempts by the central bank to shore up the value of the bonds. Now the bank has also told the market that their intervention is temporary and it will only last until the middle of the month. In the meantime, the Bank of England will buy an unlimited number of gilts to bring stability to the market. Now imagine if you're a trader. The one thing that you would really most want to know is that you have a buyer for your product at a specific price. If you knew that they wanted to keep prices elevated and yields down, then you would load up on as much of that product as you can get your hands on. You know you've got a ready buyer who's willing to bid up the price. And that's part of the reason why some market interventions don't work. They're too easy to manipulate to your own financial advantage. Beyond that, we have financial instability on a scale that's requiring central bank intervention. There is nothing more permanent than a temporary government program. These interventions start to become like a drug, and the patient, in this case the economy, becomes addicted to the drug. We would probably agree that the UK is not the weakest of the global players. We've seen similar situations brewing in Japan, India, Turkey, Italy, and Spain, to name just a few. We're going to see a lot more central bank interventions in the coming year. The British finance minister and the prime minister have lost credibility that they know how to manage the country's finances. For the moment, they're simply trading in burnt toast, as you think about that. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.